0: You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. No doubt, no doubt. All right, so we got to be on our best behavior because I guess it's in the it's in the chat with us. So, uh, Bootsy, did you do your uh, you do your 100%, homework? 100%, you, did, you did your Google, your Google search.
1: 100, 100, oh, no, oh no, I'm I'm, I'm Gucci game. All
0: right, no doubt, no doubt. So, special guest to the show. Um, she was running for U.S. Senate, representing Ohio uh, back in the thing they call it the primaries lost to Tim Ryan and then Tim Ryan ended up getting dog walked by JD Vance. So we're going to get a little bit of a uh, commentary about what's going on in Ohio and in the world, uh, with Morgan Harper, Morgan, you still got the mic off. You ain't got the, you camera? I'm on. here.
2: I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Thanks she was for just, having me. She was just listening.
0: She was just listening. That's cool. <laughs> I, I was just making sure like Morgan just pop in anytime. but that's what's up. That's what's
2: up. Sorry. I'm late. Sorry. I'm late. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> no, no, you
0: good. You good. So, uh, Morgan, um, it, it, it's around the time where I got to talk to you because a lot of people is they questioning me being upset that you mm-hmm. know the that the, the the Republicans just dog walked everybody in Ohio. <laughs> And um, I don't know if you listen to last week's podcast, I was mentioning how when they say that the ballots are in or the polling places closed, we get uh, the Kornicki dude or we get the Sean King dude from CNN pointing at the <laughs> right, maps and right. all of that stuff like this county here, this county here. We didn't get that in Ohio. It just went straight to Governor DeWan. One re-election, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, we don't get no type of nip no type of tuck, no type of last-second decision. Nah, he just won. Lay it down, like, like. So, so Morgan, my question to you is, is why is it so hard? You know, what I'm saying for Democrats to actually get on in, in your personal, professional opinion, and you can rant about that for whatever.
2: Okay. So, I mean, this this is a big question. This is definitely the question of the moment. I mean, part of the issue. So we first, you know, we need to distinguish between the governor's race, DeWine, and the Senate race. What's the distinction? The distinction is in Mike DeWine, you have an incumbent. Mike DeWine has been running for things since before we were born, right? And he has been winning since before we were born. So he has name ID. So much of politics comes down to name ID. Have people heard your name before? And it is very difficult to take out an incumbent. So that was always going to be an uphill battle for Nan Whaley. And that's why that race was able to get called so quickly because it wasn't even close, you know? And that's a unfortunate. Dog walk. <laughs> a dog walk. I haven't heard that, but I like it. That's a that's a funny way to put it. Yeah. So Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, because, you know, I think a lot of people have gripes with Mike DeWine. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are like, all right, well, is he pretty good at running the state? Um, I I hear from a lot of people, they like the way that he handled COVID. And people feel like, okay, I'm more or less making money when Republicans run Ohio. So, um, you know, that, unfortunately, is what that comes down to for a lot of people. And they are willing to forgive all of the things he's doing to strip away civil rights, civil liberties with him and the rest of the Republican Party uh, and, and push him through. So that was that race. That's that to me is like a very quick and dirty analysis of what's going on with the governor's race.
0: And I want and I just want to stay with the governor's race real quick, because Morgan, he gets booed all of the time. He knows people don't like him. But Mm -hmm. yet the man, but yet the man keeps, the man keeps winning. And when I say winning, he's dog walking the competition. It makes, it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. So he ran, he ran the state okay during COVID from, from what I heard. I mean, that's how Brian Kelly got on. Remember, remember Mm -hmm. we were talking about Brian Kelly out in, um, out in Georgia. He let it, he let Atlanta stay open for the whole time. So Morgan, my thing is, is with this, right. With, um, well, Governor DeWine and the state of Ohio. can How many terms at governor can you get?
2: Two. So he just got reelected for what will be his last term and and likely the end of his political career, because he's now done everything. He's been in Congress. He's been a senator. So I don't know if there's much more for Mike DeWine to do. This will be his last term in office.
0: So you don't you don't think he pulls a Ron DeSantis and puts his hat in the presidential ring? No, no i don't I, think so hey <laughs> just 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 wanted to ask because ron desantis got his little win and he's like all right we we, we we might we might try to do this so we still got uh morgan harper with us on of uh, the access experience we're going to bring in the b-side uh, i mean the radio side audience um on the show in a second so um as a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and bring them in now because you got some good uh Senate race talk. All right, so we we'll back on 1067 to beat Columbus's of uh, Real Hip Hop and RB. Bootsy Vegas and Khalil's on the show with special guest, Morgan Harper. As you know, she uh, was running for U.S. Senate against Tim Ryan during the primaries and um unfortunately suffered a defeat, but he suffered a defeat to JD Vance. So, hey, we all can't be winners right now, but we're gonna get some real good analysis from uh Morgan. What's going on, Morgan? Okay, Morgan. Got hey, us I'm
2: up. here. I'm here. Hey, how's it going? No, no, you
0: good? You good? So, Morgan, you was uh telling us about um the Governor Dewine on the podcast, side, which you guys can listen to. That, um, get the link on my social medias. So let's talk about the the gov- the state or the U.S. state Senate race, JD Vance versus Tim Ryan. Um, like I said in the, mm-hmm. in the pre in the uh in the in the teaser, you lost to Tim Ryan, and then Tim Ryan ended up losing to JD Vance. Right. I hate, I hate to see the person who beats us lose because it's like we could have did that. So, I mean, like, like I, you, you could have lost to JD Vance if that was going to be the case. You know what I'm saying? But sure, if you're going to win, we want you to win all the way. So, what happened with that? What did J D Vance do? Because all I seen J D Vance do was basically steal Tim Ryan's commercials and then just chop them up in his own little way, like a little football commercial where Tim <laughs> Ryan, where Tim Ryan is throwing the football, but then J D Vance basically steals the clip, shows uh Tim Ryan throwing the football, but he's hitting people in the head. It was a funny commercial. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what what did J D Vance do that that was you know that made Ohio you know want to get down with him?
2: Well, so I'm gonna back it up to actually the primary and a little bit of why I ran and then I'll get to your question. So you know, the reason why I decided to run is Democrats haven't been doing well in Ohio statewide, as you put in it, getting dog walked, right? And and in order to change the outcome there, it's like who has success in Ohio, it tends to be, you know, people that are really different, like Barack Obama, who ran, you know, people that are, are really bringing like a whole new type of message at the time, right? And so because the theory is that we were kind of coming in with is the only way that Democrat can win Ohio is if the base shows up big. And who makes part of that base? Black folks. <laughs> and so we need to be thinking early and often about how to engage our community to ensure that we are maximizing voter turnout. And so, um, And so anyway, so that's why we decided to get in and we didn't win but let's look at the primary turnout because a lot of also what we're talking about comes down to who actually shows up to vote right mm-hmm. and in the may 3rd primary we had seventy thousand Democrats democrats in- Franklin County, for example, who showed up to vote, and then 70,000 Republicans who showed up to vote. Though overall, there are over 800,000 registered voters in Franklin County, and over 600,000 of them are independents, meaning they've never voted in a primary before, unaffiliated between Democrat and Republican. So that's, long story short, that's a lot of people who are just not voting in the primaries that gets to determine who the Democratic nominee is, right? And so we need to be paying closer attention to primaries. There is a primary in every single election, and that's something that has to be a focus moving forward. But to your main question about what went wrong with Tim Ryan, Tim Ryan was running to woo Republicans, to woo back people who maybe supported Donald Trump a sh- and convince them that he wasn't too far out there, not too you know left, not too much of a Democrat, but at- actually much more like a republican and at the end of the day i think ohio voters and this was one of jd vance's closing message to his campaign was hey tim ryan's pretending to be a republican you could vote for him or you could just vote for a real republican that's me jd vance right and that was a pretty Mm. it sounds like pretty convincing closing message for people
0: made sense to me why why have why have diet when you can have the real we're gonna have more with morgan harper up next on the beat that's a that's actually a crazy way of putting it, because um in the Georgia election, it kinda would happen the same exact way. Um eighty-one percent of black people voted for Stacey Abrams, but they only made up about eleven percent of the voting pot, which um Bootsy Vegas said last week, basically let down Georgia. Let down let down Georgia for sure. So Bootsy, do you have any uh questions for Morgan Harper before we um I think I'm going to play a game with Karen or Karen Nall with Morgan Harper. I think she'll
1: love well, the game. Uh, well, I 100%, <laughs> got, I 100% got a few questions for you. First of all, I just want to say, you know, as a guy that's in Washington, D.C., um, just from afar, we were really impressed with what your movement, what you were able to accomplish. Um, you may not know this, but a lot of people in other areas were paying attention um, to just, you know, what you were trying to accomplish. I would love to know, as a um, successful, accomplished African-American, Black women. Where do you see the future for African-American women in the Democratic uh, Party?
2: That's a great question. Well, one, thank you for supporting and watching. I appreciate it. And, you. you know, it's a it's a great question. I mean, I think the Democratic Party suffers from making room for new leaders, especially new leaders who are black, especially new leaders who are black and young. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to put another especially on that new leaders who are black young and have a different perspective on what policies we need to be pushing for. And that is a problem. And that I would say is a position that's held both, you know, about black women and men. Um, Though, you know, another takeaway, unfortunately, from this campaign for me was there's a lot of sexism out there, you know, it's like the amount of questions I got about, Morgan, are you old enough to be running for this seat? Morgan, have you do you have enough experience? They just aren't usually questions that are brought to men who are even younger than I am. So, you know, we need people to check their biases, but we also need to, to pressure the party to start making room for young Black politicians, especially Black women, I would say, because I think we're natural organizers, to lead. And how do we do that? You don't just pressure the, po- the party by posting on social media about frustrations or, oh man, what was all, all this? No, you pressure the policy, you pressure the party by participating in these primaries when the Democratic nominee is selected. That's how we make a difference. And that's why, you know, moving into 2023, I am laser focused on ensuring that we have the most competitive local elections in Central Ohio that we possibly can to educate people about the importance of that stage of elections and to drive up turnout so that more of us are participating politically.
0: Amazing. No, 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 go ahead, Uso, my bad.
1: No, uh, well, I guess my other question would be, and I love the point that you made just about finding your place. Do you think the fact that Kamala Harris is the vice president, do you think that has helped you guys or do you think it's still more work to be done and that's still a transition for, uh, for Democratic voters in certain areas that are not in major cities?
2: I mean, I think it, it always helps to have somebody get to that being the first stage and, and sort of like, you know, moving beyond that. So then people become more open-minded about it moving forward. I think the way that Kamala Harris's vice presidency though has been covered by the media and, you know, some of the different moments that she's had in that position haven't necessarily, you know, in the nap, you, you know, I mean, it it sounds like you're pretty plugged in nationally. People are somewhat critical, critical. Right. And so, Mm. um, folks are always looking for any excuse to then (laughs) go backwards, right? It's like, oh, well, that didn't work out. And we got to just, you know, go back to what we know. And we got to, we have to continue to push through that. And this is another key point is, as we all know, we are not a monolith here. And we will, we should not accept that just because somebody's the first, that then they represent, you know, everything that's possible or all the different perspectives in the party. It's like, we need to continue to make room for each other Uh, and represent the variety of viewpoints that we hold and you know all these divisions of like progressive centrist this that this is just a way to continue to divide us and keep people distracted from the real issues that we're facing which is there are some people that have all the power in this country and all of the money and the rest of us are scraping by and that will not change until we start electing people who are free of all this money and influence and actually starting to use these positions to maximize change as quickly as possible.
1: Well, wow. Last question, Henny, because I, I know you want to jump back in. Uh, this is this is definitely a political question that I want to ask you. Um, so as somebody who has worked for the uh, Obama administration, obviously you're 100% plugged in. If I ask you to place a bet down right now, Morgan Harper, do you think Joe Biden will run for re-election?
2: I think if Joe Biden is in his... In control of all his faculties, let's say, which, you know, I don't know if you all have aging parents. I do. Things change very quickly once you hit around 80. Um, I think that if he if he is coherent, then he will run. And and here's why I think that uh, it it actually gets back to something we were just talking about the power of incumbency meaning like if you're in office and people already know your name that is one of the biggest predictors of whether or not you're going to be successful in winning an election and so it's going to be tough to convince a lot of the democratic money donors all of this that somebody else is going to be in an even stronger position than the guy who's currently sitting in the white house and has done some policies that a lot of people agree with um so i mean yeah that's why i think if he with the big big caveat if he is okay I think he will run. No, I got
1: you. I got you. Okay. So, so, so pop B um, to give me last time, maybe I'm sorry. I, I know I'm getting, you know, politically. I would love to know. Okay. Because everybody has an assessment on who they think could be in line. I would love to know your perspectives on uh governor Newsom in uh, California. You know,
2: I think he's a, tough one because to me he seems very Cali uh and very corporate Cali and I just don't think that's mm. where the
1: people are at so Cali. okay can you can you elaborate just a little bit
2: I mean the guy during the pandemic was going to have a dinner at one of the fanciest restaurants in the country whenever he's telling everybody else to stay home so he could slide through that recall effort you know because they're trying to get him out of office over the, all that he could slide through that in California but bring that energy to Ohio and let's see what happens. I'm not convinced.
1: Well, wow. thank you so much for being so open and honest and transparent. Uh, Henny is wrapping me up because we was about to get deep. So, you know. No, 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 <laughs> I,
0: no, we, no, we definitely because I'm looking at the clock real quick. We're going to have to like hop out and hop in if, you know what I'm saying, just for a few seconds though. So Morgan, you were talking about um, galvanizing the people in Franklin County. I don't think Franklin County's the problem. I used to always give Columbus and Franklin County crap because I thought that they would vote you know, Republican. But when you look at the map, DeWine won um, 85 of the 88 counties. He won this county, Franklin County. Don't ask me how to pronounce the county that Cleveland's in. I don't want no smoke with that, but you know what I'm talking about. She won <laughs> Cuyahoga. <laughs> there you go. All right, there you go. Cuyahoga. And I don't know what that county was to the southeast. I don't know if that was like Athens County, whatever. Athens County, yeah. Okay, see I'm knowing the Ohio map a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Real. You're, talk. you're
2: finding your way around. That's good. That's good. There you go. yeah.
0: <laughs> so my my thing is, and my question to you is before um we hop out and hop back in on another chat real quick. What do Democrats have to do to turn those other counties at least purple?
2: So I'm gonna challenge you for a second on Franklin County because we gotta break down the numbers. Okay, so. You look, you know, DeWine lost in Franklin County. Tim Tim Ryan won 66% of the vote in Franklin County. But that's among people who voted. We have to continue to look at who is not showing up. And once you include that number, well, actually, he only won 30% or so of registered voters in Franklin County. And so why are these people not voting? Why are we not giving them something that motivates them to care or they don't know about the election or whatever? We had to, like, mobilize more people to turn out because right now, Columbus... Franklin County is the only part, central Ohio, only part of the state that is growing. And so if Democrats don't run up the numbers in a big way in central Ohio, there is no pathway to victory statewide. Um, with regard to the other areas, and this is something that, you know, it was actually one of the most interesting parts of running statewide with the Senate race because, I, w- you know, we were going all over, smaller cities, Portsmouth, coffee, Athens, like you said, uh, Mansfield, you know, all over the state. And people are always like, oh, well, you know, it must be so different what we're saying from what you're hearing in Columbus. And the reality is, it's not. It's really not. Everybody's like, why am I not making more money? Why do I not feel more safe Why am I worried about my kid having mental health issues, violence at school, all of these things? And so we need to realize that we're all kind of saying the same thing. Healthcare, that's another very common thing that comes up, the cost of healthcare. We're all saying the same thing. The strategy to increase that turnout in Franklin County, in my view, is the same strategy to turn some of these areas a little more purple. And we just have to have the right message, the right messenger, and really deploy consistent organizing year round.
0: Yeah. Cause we definitely need to do better. Cause when I saw, I mean, cause like Virginia, the map is the same way. If you can win the seven, five, seven, you can win Richmond, you can win Northern Virginia, Virginia. You're good. You're pretty much good. But if you lose any one of those three, it's a wrap for you. You're not, you're not overtaking, exactly. you're not overtaking what- all them other people.
2: Yeah, and what we saw just next door in Pennsylvania, which, okay, you know, it's a state Biden won, all whatever, Democrats are different, all that. But Fetterman made progress in these rural counties, too. He didn't necessarily win, but he cut down the margins. Tim Ryan did a bit of that, too, in some cases. But we need to do even more of that in addition to not neglecting our base, running up turnout in the cities.
0: You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. Boosie did his... Um his Google search real quick, you know what I'm saying, to get all of that uh, quote-unquote information real quick. So that's the um, the school of um, fraud chasm.
1: Hey, it's also the school of Donnie Simpson. Because you with know your Donnie Simpson co-host, you got to be ready for everything around him.
0: All right, so we got uh, Morgan Harper back. Make sure she's back. I'm
2: here, I'm here. All
0: right, so Morgan, I want to play a game with you called Karen or Karen i I'm going to give you something that a Karen has done. <laughs> okay. And if you're if you're cool with it or if you're down for it, you care Karen. If you don't mess with it, you care no. All right, so we're making this real political for you because this is your world. So, after Carrie Lake lost the Arizona governor uh, race, she says she tweets, "Arizonians no BS when they see it. Are you care or you care no on um, Carrie Lake's comment?"
2: Care hell to the no! That woman's crazy.
0: So just so just to make a question out of it, because I don't want to just make it seem like we're just joking, cameras and stuff like that. The people who were so Donald Trump, you know, aligned with him. A lot of them did not win. Is that a is that a a sign that it's not going to go good for him in 2024? Because he did say that he was going to run for president. Like woo, big surprise! That was his whole announcement.
2: Right. I mean, you know, some of them lost for sure. Uh, but some of them lost by not a ton of margin. Right. Like it wasn't you know, always a blowout. In some cases it was. It was. And some people won. So I don't think we should underestimate him. But it is very, very early. And I think the Republican Party is going to do whatever they can to try to block him from advancing to be the nominee. But as we might recall, they tried to do that before and it didn't work. So we'll see.
0: OK, OK. And just to um, get your thoughts about um, other little state races or whatnot. What, what what are we what are we doing in Georgia with Herschel Walker? Like, is he is he really about to? Is he? It, it doesn't matter though because, uh, the the Democrats won the Senate, so it doesn't matter what they do in Georgia. But at the same time, do y'all really no it, it, it no
2: Georgia does matter actually. Okay, and this and here's why. So it's good. Yeah, we have the we have 50, but in order to make sure that all these judicial confirmations get through, so that you know Biden can get better judges on that are actually going to, I don't know, care about accurately interpreting the law, we need to make sure that we get Georgia because it'll make it a lot easier for Democrats to get things through the Senate. So it is really important. Yeah, Herschel yeah, Walker Yeah, we don't, is yeah, a we don't want Herschel Walker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want Herschel Walker. I was just saying from, from a number standpoint. But no, it's still important to have all of our people, you know what I'm saying, up in there. But Stacey Abrams, though, so answer this real quick for me real quick, because this is something that might go on in Ohio. We hope it might go on in Ohio. So you have the governor ballot where you vote Republican, you vote for Brian Kemp. But then you turn around and vote for Raphael Warnock for the senator. Is it more or less like we're not going to let a black woman run this state or is it more or less like we trust this negro here over Herschel Walker? Like what do you th- what do you think is is the 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 correlation between the two?
2: I mean, it's hard to know exactly for sure, but I will say again, you know, it's like Stacey running against the incumbent. This guy was already in office, so it's a little bit of a different dynamic. And the, the Walker thing, the, the um, Warnock, you know, it is it's the open seat. So I think that's probably part of it. I think there's also some sexism, unfortunately. And I don't know. I just hope Warnock can pull it off against Walker, who really is not fit to be in public office from some of his comments.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I think the other thing is they always do great in, in runoffs. Democrats do great in runoffs in Georgia. So that was a plus because that's how Warnock won up one last time or whatever. So um, are you are you surprised at how many votes Herschel Walker got just as a political person?
2: I mean, as an individual, I'm sad, but as a political person, I'm not surprised because MAGA is strong out here.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Herschel Walker, the sub-talker talker. Um uh last Hersher Walker question. Did you see the part where um for every dollar that he raises, he only gets uh 10 cent? Uh, is that normal for Republicans to take the money like that from their candidates?
2: Uh that seems weird to me, so I don't know what's going on with that actually. I hadn't heard that stat.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I kind of heard it today about how the fact that you know the money that's being raised um, he, he gets a very small percentage of it. Uh, just off of merchandise and, you know, something they've been raising. Just very oh, interesting. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, that could be, right. If it's coming off of merch, that could be, because you got to, like, pay all the people that went into creating yeah. it and the distribution. So you don't make as much off of just the merch as people straight up donating. Yeah, uh-huh. but
1: but he's getting 10 cent off every dollar. That's crazy.
0: Well, Herschel Walker is probably not, you know, a stranger to, you know what I'm saying, rich white men taking advantage of him and money from him, so... Oh, well, I mean, he
2: did play football. So
0: exactly. You know what I'm saying? Heisman and all of that down in Georgia. So Morgan, last question for you. So who should we be paying attention to? Like, who is somebody that, you know, Morgan Harper is working with or aligning with that the people in Ohio, you know, should be, you know, paying attention to within the next uh, two years?
2: So there there are actually a lot of people that are out there. I'm going to call out, shout out one in particular, Munira, who just won a state rep seat to represent part of Northern Columbus. So she's going to be in the state legislature. She's young. She's Somali, Black woman. Fantastic. Um, I'm really excited that she was was able to win and she's going to be representing us. And then the other thing I would point to is 2023, local elections. I know all this midterm and politics stuff is exhausting, but we need to keep it up. And we need to be paying attention to, there are going to be people running against Mayor Ginther. There are going to be people running for this new ward system. I need to come back and talk about this ward system that we're having. Nine city council seats now. There are going to be people running for those. We want competitive elections. We want participation. We want to see record turnout in Franklin County and Columbus next year.
0: And I'm glad that you mentioned that, too, because I saw that you was getting your podcast game on when you were talking about issue one and issue two. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to vote because I'm not licensed or legal to vote out here in Ohio. How did uh, issue one and issue two go um, amongst the voters here?
2: They both passed, unfortunately. And all that is, it is not some referendum on what the people of Ohio actually think about those. It's that the people who are opposing it, we just we needed to start earlier, have more resources to get the word out. There were a lot of advocates that were trying to get the word out about these, but they were limited in what they could accomplish. So, and they, and the the whole balance the Republicans were putting up was to trick people and they were successful in doing that, but we don't stop. We keep going. It's a process.
0: No doubt. Well, Morgan, we definitely would love to have you uh, back on the shot if you ever want to scratch your um, your podcast itch. We definitely love the intelligent conversations that we get because we could have did the whole political talk and just cracked jokes and made fun of the whole thing, but democracy is real and we try to respect it.
2: No, I appreciate that. And we should do a joint episode of one of these podcasts. I would love that.
0: Let's make it happen. A home and home. Yes. Love the home and home. Let's
1: well, do it. All right. And, 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 and Morgan, FYI, I teach a youth broadcast journalism program in Washington, D.C. We would love to have you as a guest. I teach college students and high school students in the DMV area. We would love to have you as a guest. Q and A. Okay.
2: I would love that. Yeah, give my info or just DM me on, on IG. On, on Twitter, yeah, I would love
1: I that. No problem. Thank you, you were amazing.
0: Thanks, Morgan. Morgan Harper, guys, on the SS Experience. That's what I'm saying, man. Good, intelligent conversations, man.
1: Amazing, we... and, and, and I think she's a trendsetter. Yeah, so. I think I think her voice is so valuable. Her voice is so needed. So <laughs> no, yes, sure.
0: no, because like at the end of the day, it's like you got to, you just got to basically get the word out there. And like Kalia, we know you didn't say nothing during that whole like twenty some minutes, which I get, but at least for people like you, do you kind of get like? why we try to tell people to vote you know what i'm saying like even though yes, it kind of nah. even though it kind of it kind of sounds clownish but it's like nah, nah, it's,
2: nah, it nah, nah, nah. yeah yeah i I definitely totally to get it totally to get it now that's why i said like i would def like we want to help incorporate you know pushing it out more that you know it is important that we do go out there and vote so yeah no
0: because one day I'm going to run for some side of office. Just want to let y'all know. So look, final thoughts on anything, because I know we we are running against it. Final thoughts on anything.
1: Nah, man, thank you. I enjoyed it as always. This was an amazing episode. So insightful, so informative. Thank you for allowing me a part of it, Henny.
0: No doubt, Khalil. Um, final words on anything.
2: Yeah, I feel like this was a good episode, too. I did learn some from the actual, you know, leader that we had on the show today was a pretty good special guest. All right, well, I
0: guess I'm going to derail everything real quick. Larsa Pippen, dating these young dudes, hell of a play. I'm okay with it because you worked hard on your body to make yourself attractive to young men. Now, if you was looking like grandma used to look back in the day when she was your age, then nah, grandma, sit down. But you're looking like a good auntie, and I respect that. I respect that. So we're going to do this again next week, y'all. All
1: right. See y'all later. See you. All right. See y'all. Hey.
0: You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG.